Hi, I'm Kenita, and welcome to Black Imagination, where Antoine and I open up our Black space to our Black and Brown friends doing dope things in Milwaukee's arts and culture scene and beyond. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE Podcast Network. Are your candles lit? Is your incense burning? Time to keep it 100. And now, here's Black Imagination. Welcome to Black Imagination. This is Antoine Carter, and I'm here with my ace, Kanita. How are you? Hey, Antoine. I'm good. How are you? I am taking it day by day, trying to be as awesome as possible. Well, that's fantastic. You are looking absolutely fantastic in your tie-dye shirt. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So in the mornings, I go to physical therapy, mm. which for my Achilles, and um, it is an extreme workout. Mm. And I have kickball tonight, so I'm out here. I got to stay in my um, athleisure wear. You are really serious about this kickball action. Oh, yeah. I am the greatest first baseman in kickball history. Like, I don't know many people who are better than me at first base. Um, I'm, I wish I was jacking. I wish I was capping, but it is no cap. Well, I'm going to be honest. That's not, that's not even my scene. So, I mean, that's fantastic. Tonight we got a double header, so that's cool. Lots Ooh. Of- Lots of workout, lots of activity. Yes, yes, yes. Got to get those steps up and got to get my calories burned. Got to get those rings filled. Folks know what I'm talking about. How are you? I'm good. Today is actually a really beautiful day outside. Um, I had the opportunity. I I tried to wake up early to um, work out. So now that I know that you and Mac, you guys are out here just like doing all the things. I'm like, well, I, I am not, I'm, I'm going to get it together. So didn't have time to Pilates, do Pilates. So I jump roped in my garage. Nice. And I felt so good afterwards. I've been like, went walking outside, which is wild to me, but I've actually had a like smooth 24 hours of good food decisions. So yesterday, last night, I had quinoa and salad. Um, today, I went to the store and grabbed a couple of things to eat, but I didn't get what I would normally get, which is a glazed donut. Mm. And I'm drinking water. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you start doing a little bit of activity. It just kind of motivates you to kind of stay on that pathway. So feeling good today. Nice, nice. It is it is a beautiful day out there, right? Yeah. And also, even thinking about working out, what's cool about the Imagine crew is that we're all working out in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think, like, you mentioned you did, like, Pilates, jump rope, Mag does CrossFit. Um, I'm into the yoga vibes. David is doing, you know, prison workouts. Like he's doing uh, the DMX workout. RIP just, to, to the oh, guy. ridiculous. And I just, I want, I want that to be noted. Can we put some echo or reverb on that? We ha- we actually have oh. a, a producer in the studio with us today. Yes, um, yes. We've got our homie Esteban, who is our public ally, 
um, but also producing this podcast today. And so we are super excited to have him. So put some reverb on me saying that is so ridiculous. Like, I just want it to be emphasized how ridiculous I think it is given David's job description. Like, he doesn't need to be as fit as he is. I think if if you guys ever watched, like, The Simpsons, I think he has the Ned Flanders body underneath. (laughs) Or maybe he's trying to prevent the Ned Flanders because we, when we were in the office, we snacked a lot. Like you weren't in the office with us. You only came in twice a week because you you're you had a satellite office, um, the historical society, but we had like two or three drawers of just snacks. And I mean, because David's office was separate from ours, he would come in and the drawer would open and there were cookies and there were gummy bears. And I remember didn't like our first week after in, in quarantine, we got like boxes of gummy bears sent to the crib. Yeah. Yeah, that was cracking. Yes, that was. We should go back to that. But yeah, I mean... I I can't eat gummies, man. That's right. Life is... I can eat one gummy. But you know what? Sometimes that's all you need. Just one gummy to to satiate you. You don't need a handful. You don't need that. So when I got out of the hospital, like, I started eating... I figured out how to eat, right? And then you throw in exercise, so this cycle of... Exercise, because I learned that, you know, the exercise that you do lasts, has effects on your body for, you know, 24 hours. So if you do it every day, it like compounds on top of each other. And so I've been seeing fast gains. Well, I will say that that is absolutely true. Um, Even though I didn't do like a whole lot of minutes of jumping rope. Um, I feel it like all in my lower body. So as I was walking around the store, I was walking around like I was like a model because I was like, oh, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. You guys will be able to see it in a month, but I feel it. I know it's working. So, yeah, you you do feel feel good and you do walk different. Also, while I was at the store, I bought this book on anti-inflammation diet, mm-hmm. which is something I'm looking to explore the space between anti-inflammatory diet, Mediterranean diet, and paleo, just as things that will help my autoimmune disorders. Across the board, they all, those all encourage you to, at the very least, stay away from fried foods, processed foods, and dairy. And so I think to your point about just like exploration, this could just be a really fun time to explore food, to explore workouts. My apartment is not big enough for a Peloton bike, but I'm going to buy me some boxing gloves and one of those like freestanding um, kickboxing bags. And so I'm going to be kickboxing this summer. I'm going to be getting it in. Nice. This fall body, this autumn body. Autumn? Oh, autumn's going to be cracking. Just, Just putting that out there. No, my summer is lit. I got eyes on the summer. I got a, I got eyes on tank tops in the summer. Tank tops and gardening? You going to do a photo shoot in a garden? No. If I were to do a photo shoot in the city, <laughs> I'd actually try to do something very moody. I wouldn't even try to show the guns. I think one of the most lovely views of the city is when you're headed over the Holton Street Bridge when it turns into Van Buren. And so I would love to take some Drake-like pictures there. You know, Drake's pictures are always amazing. 
Did you guys hear how my voice got low? Like I leaned in. I kind of went off to dreamland. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so I'm very moody. Have like a pea coat on because it's, it's cold when it's moody. <laughs> so dramatic. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. We got to throw in all that sauce. So that would be mine, like some real... <laughs> like I'm black Bruce Wayne and I'm trying to like send thirst traps to show I'm not Batman. Where, what about you? Where would you go if you had to take a, a photo shoot? Well, you do photo shoots all through town. So where's a spot that you haven't been to yet? A spot that I would want to go to. There's a black bed and breakfast in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And so I would love to go there. Um, but honestly, through these photo shoots that I've been doing, I've been able to hit a lot of the locations that I just kind of dreamed of being in. So, yeah. So that would that would be. Yeah. They, and I think for me doing these photo shoots, like I've been trying to be in like black spaces to just try to highlight some different parts of the city. So the first one we did was like in Alice's Garden. Which is hilarious because people then started calling and asking her to do photo shoots in her garden. And I don't know why I get such a kick out of that, but I think it's funny Um, because I was terrified to be doing a photo shoot there at seven o'clock in the morning across the street from a church. On one side, you got the church and on the other side, you got traffic coming. And I'm like, Lord, let's just get these shots so I can go. So, yeah, but I feel like we got to transition and and talk about what we actually came to talk about today. Yes. Yes. So if you listen to our last podcast, we were catching up on with Antoine on his new health journey. And we are so proud of him for everything that he's doing to like, I mean, he is always talking about yoga. He has become a super yoga enthusiast. So I can't wait to see him in person because maybe he'll, convince me to get back into yoga again. But we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about um, our work group. So both of us have had a work group this year, um, a work group meeting. And so um, I just had one last Wednesday. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, yes, yes. And so um, I guess I can start off talking about some of the work that we're doing for you guys who are listening and you don't know. Work groups are um, community-led convenings where they work in tandem with a staff person, and then it's two co-chairs. And we work to fulfill the strategies of that particular work group. And so my work group met to kind of take a, take a different approach to work group and think about the power structures that exist. Right. So much of that stuff is sometimes hidden. And so we wanted to come together and figure out who did we collectively already have in our network? Who did we collectively need in the network and who had access to who so that we could start figuring out how do we now use this information and work in tandem with the other um, work groups, which I think is really cool that we're tackling this year, this these opportunities to really create opportunities to work across work groups, I think in a more tangible way. And something else that came up in my work group, um, an idea we've been floating around is open office hours and workshops. So in my work group specifically, there's been a lot of talk about needing 
access to skill-based workshops, but also professionals who can sit down and consult with artists here in our city. And so we have the opportunity to talk about, well, what would some of those skills be that we needed? And who were some of the folks facilitating those opportunities? So super excited that hopefully this summer and in the fall, we'll be able to um, get some folks in to, to present some of these workshops and do some of these consultations so we can really support um, artist. And then Antoine came by to the work group and shared some opportunities with us. So I'll turn it over to Antoine. Yeah, I kind of shared a lot about the work that we are currently doing with the Neighborhood Partnerships Work Group. We had our first meeting in January, um, end of January. So um, I remember that day because I felt I felt crazy then, and I remember afterwards I felt very drained, which isn't normally like a work group meeting for me. But one of the things that we did was we presented this larger shared document, which was our um, partner neighborhood strategy guide, which um, aligned Imagine with our community's goals. Um, and we unveiled that to our work group and introduced and allowed some of our neighborhood partners to talk about the work that they've been doing and also the work that they were looking to do in 2021. Um, and then we dove into conversations related to things such as public policy, um, youth development, economic development, and civic engagement. And then... Um, after that kind of like primed the pump, we started to talk about things that we could do in the five neighborhoods that we have aligned strategies with. And I say it that way because we are, my work is citywide um, and we are always looking to build with new communities and neighborhoods. Um, the space, the, the guide just started with groups who had documents that we could officially align goals with. So we still work with groups like Century City. Um, we still work with groups like Franklin Heights. Shout out to my old neighborhood. Um, and we are still looking to continue, but we just use that time to talk about what could happen because our goal is 50 um, arts and culture interventions. And it's the broadest term we could we could think of to identify anything from a academic community partnership to a to a new mural being done in all points in between. Um, so. We got together and started to plan that. Um, also, um, during that time, I had been looking to engage the neighborhoods in more consistent conversations just because we have our we can have our meetings whenever we want. I like having our meeting, my meetings quarterly. I think that creating more frequent neighborhood conversations allows structure for even more things to happen. So. I've been doing that um, shortly after the meeting I left for my leave of absence. So I've been coming back and trying to revive um, revive that work and re-engage some of the partners who wonder, wonder what was going on for a month. <laughs> but um, now we are actually having our next meeting um, on Cinco de Mayo. We're having a Cinco de Mayo 
partnership extravaganza. So be ready to hear some awesome music and hang out with awesome partners. And my goals for that is to continue to plan more um, interventions um, and even think about combination or not combinations, but connections um, that could lead to future interventions that may not be right now. Um, we're going to talk to members of Clark Square Neighborhood Initiative um, and learn more about what they are interested in accomplishing um, and projects that they are working on over the summer and really just continue to build. I'm so happy for my work group. My work groups gets it in. So so my work group is is doing their thing. So thank you to everybody who participates in my work group. Shout out to y'all because it is really awesome to see the conversations that happen when people get to talk about things that are art really isn't talked about as much. Like we talk, Kanita, you and I and Esteban, we talk about it a lot because it's our job. But in other sectors of nonprofit or other sectors of, you know, just business in general, um, art really isn't mentioned. So it's cool to see some of these refreshing conversations. Yeah. And I also think, you know, as we've been talking specifically about the work groups that we kind of staff and serve as the liaison on, I think it's such an incredible opportunity for folks to really try out a couple work groups. Um, one thing that we started with my work group, so we always do some type of report out about what's happening in the other groups, but it's usually a piece of, when we're in person, it's a piece of paper that just kind of details what the other group is working on. You know, since we've been virtual, it's been a mural that maybe talks about what the other groups are working on. This meeting that I did last week, Antoine was like, hey, I want to I wanna come to the meeting. And it was like, yeah, that would be perfect. It would be dope to have a report out together. And so now we'll be, you'll be hearing report outs from the different um, mm -hmm. staff members or co-chairs like mm -hmm. verbally, which is great because it allows you to hear it in their voice. Um, but I think that joining multiple work groups is also a great way to see how all of the work comes together. I think that if you, when you're just going to one meeting, it's very easy to forget that there's three other meetings going on. There's, of course, um, support for artists and outreach. That's my work group, um, the one that I staff, so not mine, because I don't want to take possession of that. There's the um, the neighborhood partnerships work group staffed by Antoine, marketing and PR staffed by. Uh, Lindsay, and then public policy staffed by David. And it's really interesting because you see different people at the meetings, like there's different groups of folks at these different meetings. I think mine is primarily comprised of creatives um, and folks interested in supporting creatives in like this tangible way. Um, but you asked something earlier, Antoine, that I wanted to circle back to in terms of you enjoying like uh, quarterly meetings. And I think for me, I'm still trying to figure out the rhythm of what makes sense for the group. Right. And so I don't know. I'm open to whatever the group prefers. I think if you extend it too long, 
it's very easy for things to get lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. if you do it too much, it feels like a job. So I was on this call yesterday, not related to Imagine MKE. And one of the people on the call was like, and it was a community convening. And one of the members in the group said, well, you know, about two years ago, we start, first started engaging in this work and we were meeting twice a week, every week. And I was just like, I, that would be so tough for me. Um, so yeah, so I think there's a sweet spot, but I think there's also a sweet spot in understanding your demographic of who's showing up to the meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, before I started working at Imagine MKE, Imagine MKE gives me a lot of latitude, well, at least when we were in person, because I can go to arts meetings and things now. Same with Exfabula when I worked there. And I think a lot of people listening knew I worked at Exfabula. But when I just had like a traditional day job that was not connected to the arts, I was using PTO time to show up to a meeting. And that was tough because you had to take an early lunch and you had to consider travel time. And even though I took an early lunch, I still needed to actually eat lunch. And so like, all of these things are happening. Um, I was notorious for using my PTO time to just go to like arts and arts related meetings or have arts and arts related um, meetings with folks. So yeah, I'm still still learning about the group because there are some folks who are more able to come to our meetings just because of the nature of their work. And there's, you know, some folks who a two, 2.30 meeting is going to be really difficult for them, especially as children are back in school now and more folks are going back to work. But you know what? And I know I'm kind of talking a lot, but I'm really curious about what does work look like for folks, right? Are most places going to be looking at doing this kind of hybrid thing? you know, where you're still able to do some virtual. So I think all of that plays a role into ultimately, I think what my work group is going to look like moving forward. I think uh, it goes, like it's kind of a a chicken or the egg kind of thing. Cause I know for me, I'm a parent, so I'm kind of moving at the pace of NPS. Mm. So like my son goes to school between he has to be there by 715, but he's out by 210 and Wednesdays he's off working virtually. So I think for for a working person with a parent who's a parent, I think uh, it is it's going to be really difficult to get what you're what you're needing like we they haven't decided whether they're going to do after school programming yet i think summer school programming is now shorter it's like 9 to 12 that's not helpful well it is helpful but i still i need to find multiple things to make sure my child care is covered every day going forward cuz it's harder and harder now to get it You know, and I think, again, thinking about the folks that I that typically might show up to, I'll say the folks who are interested in coming to a work group and haven't been able to get to a work group yet. These are some of the things they were experiencing before pandemic. So I think some of these things like work and child care and all of those things are going to play. um, 
I'll say a bigger role as we look at this hybrid space that we're in now moving into hopefully post-pandemic because those are real things. Those are super real things. And if you don't have childcare, well, who's watching your baby from two to two to five? You know what I mean? If we do a five o'clock meeting. Um, and, and we do in our work, in our roles, Antoine, you and I, we do five o'clock meetings, right? For me, I I don't know if this is too personal to share, but you know, part of the reason I don't part of the reason I don't have children is because of that. Like, I didn't want to have to make those types of decisions. I didn't want to have to decide between childcare and can I go to this meeting? And so that made some decisions that I've taken in my career a little easier to do because I don't have to think about those things for myself. But I think being an auntie to three nieces, three nephews, and, you know, looking at my sister's experiences, And even like my friends and even my mom, I recognize that that's really where equity work begins to come in, right? You know, having worked in a school before and trying to get parents to come in and come to parent-teacher conference, it it was there were other things that had to be met in order for them to attend parent-teacher conference. And so, like, are there act if they come, are there activities for all of the babies to engage in? are we providing food so they don't have to worry about that when they leave parent-teacher conference? And so those are all things that I try to bring as much as I can to the work of thinking about the frequency that we meet. Because um, you want to you wanna invite folks and be appreciative of their time, but give them enough to do where it doesn't feel like work, but where it shows that you appreciate their time. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have the benefit of having a lot of partners who are coming through their organization. So the people I work with in this group are a little more flexible and available. I think what we also do, I think, as staff is we really try to make sure that if you can't come, that you can get as close as possible. So like, I like that we, in our notes, we send a copy of the video of our meeting mm-hmm. so that even if you don't attend, you could watch it mm-hmm. if you so choose. And you could um, close your eyes and vision yourself there. It was just, we, 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 we wish you were there anyway. So we are trying to figure out ways to to address that because going forward like in-person meetings after shoot 4 or 4 30 are going to be really difficult until child care is addressed yeah going forward like and you know i think you mentioned something just a, a few seconds ago about you know the the dynamics of your work group you're talking to neighborhood groups um when we were in person, there was a place you could meet and there was also some type of food there, right? Mm-hmm. So people could bring their children and everything was cool. But I think for the the ones that we do during the day, I think for some of our other work groups, right? Like some of those same conditions still apply. Like they can come because it's directly connected to their work in a way that I think for creatives and working creatives, that's not always the case, mm-hmm. um, depending on... Um, 
depending on, I would say, the sustainability of their practice at that point, right? So if they have a day job or this other source of income that is not necessarily related to their practice, it is a little harder for them to, to um, find the time and have the time. And so, yeah, I mean, I think all of those things are important. Um, I kind of like the virtual meetings now because we do get to record them and because it does feel like you're right there with us. And so it's not so bad um, if you can't come. And that's definitely something we didn't have in person. When we were in person, you got the notes transcribed to you and that was kind of it. So I do enjoy this because it feels a little bit more interactive for folks who can't attend. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking forward to doing another work group in um, July and between work groups often, you know, at least right now, because we're a little bit more active, I'll be sending emails out to the work group, sending emails to folks who couldn't come. Um, action commitments is a huge thing that we didn't really talk about. So at, at the end of each work group, we ask folks who attend to commit to a thing that they can do within the next three weeks to help keep the work moving forward, to help us keep striving towards this uh, strategy. And I think sometimes people are kind of disillusioned by like what is a work group. It's not really a board of directors. It's us working together to achieve the goal together. And it's the work group dictating what that work should be. So it's not us as a staff saying, this is the direction we should go. It's us working together based off of the feedback that we're getting from um, the work group. As a team. As a team, yes. And so, um, do you have your next meeting set, Antoine? Oh, yes. I am having a Cinco de Mayo. Yes, yes, yes. Spectacular. Okay. If you know, you know about them rolling the Mars. I, I'm going to be clear. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know at all. I can't. I'm not even going to embarrass myself on this here podcast and attempt to do it because I just cannot. Uh, you you learn it as a child if you speak Spanish. Shout out to Spanish Immersion. If people are interested in participating in my group, right now I'm sending out um, a interest form. So it's kind of like an RSVP, you know, sign in. Tell me how you're feeling. And then we'll send an invite. Um, I'm working on the agenda right now. The work group that we'll be featuring is the public policy work group. Um, I'm really interested in seeing how um, public policy and neighborhoods can collide and figure out how to support artists and neighborhoods. And I think that's something that can be done locked and loaded together. So um, come see... <laughs> Come see David, man, X, uh, da- our leader, David Lee, prison sh- straight off the pen, straight off the straight off the yard body. Um, David <laughs> is gonna hear this and be like, What uh, is going on? I think of all those jail movies where they be public hired, and now, like, I think of him, it's very funny. I don't see him in jail, but the fact that he's doing those workouts is like just really funny. Your workouts that given the type of work that he does, yeah. I don't understand. I'm like, what? you know, when I was starting my workout journey before 
pandemic, I would talk to him about exercises. I would talk to Mac. Uh, we would kind of always have these like informal conversations. And I remember David had mentioned something about a split squat. And I was like, I've got to Google that. And then when I Googled what it was, I was like, but why are you doing that? Like, now that I know what it is, why are you doing that? Because I don't understand. Like, why do you need that? There's this joke. I forget the comedian who talked. I think it's Kevin Hart who talked about the real buff dude who in the customer service center and he like in a call center or whatever, like he buff for no reason. He in a call center and he like breaks the that little headset because he's just too strong. That's how I think about David. Cause I'm like, dog, you don't, you don't need all that. But meanwhile, I'll be working on my next meeting. Um, looking at sometime in July, but stay tuned for that because we want you there. And of course we actually, Lindsay has a, a work group coming up, right? Yeah, she meets monthly, so look out he's for that meeting, too. He's meeting monthly. So again, if you if you are interested in helping to shape the narrative of the arts and culture scene, the creative scene in Milwaukee and beyond, that's a great place to go. And then of course, David's work group, um, which is public policy, which is really interesting to me because a lot of the things there, there's definitely a space for politic for policy work in the arts and creative um, sector here in Milwaukee. And so if that's something that kind of gets you excited, you should you should pop in and see what's going on there and, and see how we can make some things happen. So I don't know. I feel like we should we could end it there, right? Yeah, yeah. This sounds great. Thank you guys for listening and look out for us for our next episode in a couple weeks. Bye. Deuces, gang gang. Thanks for listening to Black Imagination with Kanita and I. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE podcast network. Be sure to subscribe and rate five stars because we are Black Excellent. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or on Facebook at Imagine MKE. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.